Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Jay's Fit Down Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, back at it once again as we're going to be talking about some football here today, as always, but more specifically, the Seattle Seahawks and why they will be scary in 2023, why this team is a dark horse to, to go and win the NFC. So I'll talk about that, give you my opinions on that, and uh, why I think it's very possible for that scenario to play out there for the Seattle Seahawks. But before we get into that, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. You know, um, a lot of you guys that watch are not subscribed, so please help us grow that subscriber account and uh, tune in for more content each and every week. Which we're going to have a lot of episodes out, you know, coming for you guys, especially with training camp getting underway uh, as well. And also, um, you know, the season coming up pretty soon within the span of a month or so, a little bit more, a little over a month. So we're excited for that. You can follow us on the socials, uh, Jay's Fit Down Pod on Instagram and Twitter, also on TikTok, also. Uh, and we, again, yeah, we're also on Spotify and every other podcast platform if you want audio version. So make sure you follow us there on those platforms if you want to get the audio version of the podcast. So uh, without further ado, let's begin. So uh, we're going to be talking about, again, the Seahawks here. Um, this is a team, um, you know, they had an interesting season last year. Of course, you know, they trade away Russell Wilson right to the Broncos, um, you know, and tr- just trying to move on from that era, you know, trying to move on from him and, and that whole thing going on there. So they bring in Geno Smith, or, or, well, they already had Geno Smith on the roster, but they make him the starter. He wins in training camp over Drew Locke, as we all would expect. Well, I guess some of us, they really, or a lot of us really expect that to happen. So, because you got to think about it, you know, that those quarterbacks at the time, I'm thinking like, you know, they're not two ones, not that much better than the other. Uh, but obviously, Geno Smith proved me wrong. I mean, because he went out and had a phenomenal season for Seattle. He threw um, for 4,282 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, led the league with a 69.8 completion percentage. Also, meaning he was very accurate with the football, throwing the ball. He also ran for 368 yards and one rushing touchdown. So, and Geno Smith also won comeback player of the year. So, uh, yeah, he had a great season last year. Um, and the Seahawks went to the playoffs. You know, lost to the 49ers in the first round. But, I mean, you know, if you, if you were a fan of of that of the team, then you probably say, like, that was a good year for us. Considering what happened, considering we uh, traded away our franchise cornerstone quarterback in Russell Wilson. And, you know, Geno's just kind of this journeyman guy. He's bounced around a lot of teams, you know, started a lot of places and, um, he's given the keys to the car, you know, completely for this year and, and you know, still dealing with, like, dealt with injuries, right? So it's like you, you can talk about a lot of different factors there for the team and for them to still go and make the playoffs, you know, and and, and win a lot of those uh, some close games, some competitive games. The, the, the Seahawks did uh, impress, uh, you know, in 2022. I think they had a great season for expectations as far as they were concerned. I think they exceeded them last year making the playoffs because I didn't think they'd be that good. Um, that is as they were, you know. I mean, offensively, you talk about just the um, the, the dynamic players that have. This is why I think they're going to be a team that you have to watch out for. You know, and granted, the 49ers, I mean, now Brock Purdy was cleared to practice, right? So he's going to be practicing, and um, the plan is for him, I guess, to be the starter this year in San Francisco. But you know, still, it's like I, I don't know with the 49ers, like, you know, I, I just don't know. Um, you know, I mean, they made some great additions, you know, and as long as everybody's healthy for them, then yeah, I see them taking home the, NF- the NFC um, West once again, uh, you know, because the Rams are not going to pose a threat. 
uh, at all. The Cardinals will definitely not pose a threat at all. Uh, those are two teams that are kind of in limbo right now as far as, you know, especially with their quarterback situation. So it's like, you know, yeah, the, 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 really that division is the Seahawks and 49ers division to lose. Um, and it's between those two right now. And honestly, it might be more so Seattle because, again, I say this because, you know, the, the 49ers still, like, you know, we don't know what's going to, like, you know, that quarterback situation. Like, you know, I mean, we don't know. I mean, the way they get hurt and the way that Shanahan likes to run his offense and things like that, you know, I just don't under, I just, uh, you know, it's too many variables. And for me, I just think that, you know, the Seahawks have a great chance to win the division issue, and I think they can. Um, I mean, you look up and down the roster, they have some talented players, particularly on offense. DK Metcalf, of course. Tyler Lockett is still a beast. You know, he's still, you know, going out there and getting it done, you know. Um, and and Kenneth Walker in the backfield had a great season as a rookie, over 1,000 yards rushing as a rookie last year. You know, he had a great season, so I expect him to continue to improve and get better and better and better. And, and also just be a dynamic piece of that offense, right, of that attack. Uh, but the position that they were really lacking in was in the slot. They didn't have much production coming out of the slot position. Now, that's where you slide in their uh, draft pick of the 2023 uh, is Jackson Smith and Jeeva. You know, you slide him in there, and he's going to, you know, I, I really think he takes that offense to a whole other level. I mean, this guy, you know, he – had like 300 yards receiving, like, uh, you know, 2021, I remember it, because he, he only played three games in 2022 when he was at Ohio State. But in 2021, he had this crazy game. I forgot which team it was they were playing against, but he had a crazy game. Like had, He had like 300 receiving yards, like four or five touchdowns. It was insane uh, performance by him. This is a guy that, you know, he his work in the intermediate and short areas are really like, you know, it's lethal, you know, because when he the way he runs routes and he's got that great in and out speed and, you know, the quick feet, those are very important traits for a receiver. You know, everybody, of course, is like, hey, you got to be able to catch the ball. You got to be able to run routes, you know, and you got to, you know, you, you got to be fast, right? You know, and of course, those, all those things are important. But one thing that doesn't get talked about enough is your your ability to work, you know, intermediate uh, and middle zone areas, so short areas like your curl routes, your your digs. You know, um, you know, your up and unders, like, you know, your out routes, like those are some very those are very key routes and um, areas that you have to be able to work the field, working the sidelines, those deep and middle third parts of the field that you have to be able to work as a receiver because, you know, defense is going to be playing against the deep pass. So, you know, um, that, you know, they're going to force you to be able to work in that middle area. Right. And he's a receiver uh, similarly to Tyler Lockett, you know, um, that can that can really just sit in those zone areas and you know kind of and he uses right after catchability to gain yards right and so and then that, that just adds more and more pressure to the defense to figure out okay well we can cover the deep part of the field but then again he can just go under you know and just dink it and dunk it to uh Smith and Jeeba the whole game you know because he's a guy that can just really go crazy right there in those zone, intermediate areas. So it's like, you know, so we, then we, we try to cover that, but then they send Tyler Lockett deep, uh, DK Metcalf deep, whatever. Like, you know, it's, it's just, and then they also have to worry about Kenneth Walker throughout the backfield, you know, which is a whole other story because he is a very physical runner, a guy that can explode, had like a 75-yard touchdown run against the Saints last year. I mean, you know, he I was very impressed with his rookie season, um, you know, in 2022, and 
I think he's only going to continue, like I said, to get better um, and, you know, be a top back in this league when it's all said and done in a couple of years. So that's my thing. I just really think your offense can go to a harder level. Geno Smith is going to have a great year. I mean, they re-signed him to that, uh, what was it, three-year, $75 million deal. So they brought him back, which is huge for the offense, you know. Um, he's like, hey, he wanted to be there. He's like, hey, you know what, I want to be here. I want to be in Seattle. This is my team, like my city. I want to play for this team. And, and you know, and I honestly believe that he is the guy for them and that, you know, because of that, and, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get to defense in a second, but because of that, I think they can make a jump um, and win the NFC West this year. But moving on to the other side of the football, uh, this, the defensive unit for the Seattle Seahawks, um, you know, underperformed uh, last year and was not the best for a Pete Carroll uh, defense. And so to put it into terms, uh, they had a third worst run defense, you know, allowed them um, a hundred yards rushing in all but four games last year, including the postseason. Uh, you know, so they brought back Bobby Wagner after he had a little stink with the Rams for a year. They brought, they brought him back. They signed Jermont uh, Jones, the defensive lineman, um, you know, and they brought in Julian Love to go in that uh, secondary with Quandre Diggs and um, Jamal Adams, you know, and, and Tariq Woolen. So, I, honestly, I think this defense has so much room to be very good, a very dominant defense. I think they can be. You know, they've got the players, and they resigned Uchenna Uwosu to a three-year 59 um, – yeah, three-year extension for $59 million dollars. Um, you know, and he had nine and a half sacks last year. So it was a breakout season for him. And he's a very good uh, edge rusher. He's a guy that's very underrated. I think that he's not getting enough talk. And I think he's going to be a uh, a great pass rusher in this league. He's going to continue to be a great pass rusher in this league. You know, he played for the Chargers 2021 with the Seahawks last year. Balled out, got that deal. So I'm happy for him. And now he's got his money. So now he's got to continue to uh, go out and earn it. Which I think he will, you know. And then they you know, drafted Devin Witherspoon, one of the top cornerbacks in the draft. You know, physical corner. He can play man. He can play zone. He's, you know, he's he's got good speed. He's got good hands. He's, you know, this is a guy that they really like. You know, um, they Seattle has they have a type when it comes to the cornerbacks that they draft. Um, look at Richard Sherman. Look at Tariq Woolen. You know, look at those guys. Right? They have a type that they go after. Uh, so it's obvious that they want to make like they're trying to recreate that. Um, that you know. Legion of Boom style uh, as far as like the defense, you know, uh, physical, long, lengthy, hard hitting defense that they used to have some years ago. You know, uh, I'll never forget. I mean, that Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman and Michael Bennett. I mean, you know, Bobby Wagner, of course, like that. Though those Seahawks teams, uh, rather those Seahawks defenses, I mean, were just so hard to do anything against back in that that time. And, you know, it seems like forever ago, it was about six, seven years ago. It was crazy to think about it like that. Um, but, you know, here we are in 2023, and they're trying to recreate that boom, that that aura, that passion on the defense side of football, which they really need. You know, because you're going to, again, you're in the NFC. So, you know, at some point you're going to play teams like Dallas and, and uh, the 49ers, um, you know, and the Eagles in, in the playoffs, you know. So that's like you have to be able to um, – you know, match their physicality. You've got to be able to bump them, hit them hard, um, be able to cover, you know, and stop the run, which is so important. You have to be able to stop the run. It's something they struggle with. So I see them getting better in that aspect too. Uh, so, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But like I said, you know, 
Overall, I think the Seahawks are going to or be a, they're going to be a scary team this year. The, the team you got to watch out for. That's my opinion. You guys let me know what you think in the comments about it. You know, will Seattle, um, you know, just completely pull the rug up from everybody and win the win the NFC? Who, who knows? Win the whole conference? Could they win the conference? It's a stretch, but it's possible. I, I think it's very possible. You know, I mean. You got to go through the Eagles, but still, it's like, you know, it's the NFL. Anything can happen, you know, but sitting here right here today, of course, I still have the Eagles come out the NFC, representing the NFC. But again, there's the possibility that, you know, Seattle can. I mean, you saw the 49ers, you know, they, as putrid as they look in that uh, game against the, um, what was it, NFC Championship game against the uh, Seahawks, against the um, Eagles, rather, uh, you know, they still, they they made it competitive for somewhat for 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 a shortened amount of, or a certain amount of time, um, a short shortened amount of time. They did make it competitive. They were able. They were they were fighting. You know, so that makes me think like, hey, you know, and the Seahawks were they were competing with um, San Francisco also. You know, in the playoff game. So it's like their team. They can they can fight. They can compete, and they can play with the best of the best. You know, so it's just a matter of defense has got to get under control. They got to be able to stop the run. They got to be able to get after the passer more, you know, um, generate a bit more of a pass rush. That's what I'm looking for for them to do. Um, but in other NFL news, Saquon Barkley signed a one-year $11 million deal to return to the Giants. So we'll see what happens with that. I mean, you know, it's this this whole situation, this whole running back situation is just really crazy. And I made a video about it a while ago. You guys can check it out there on the channel. But, you know, it's like, these guys are just they're, they're being very uh you know undervalued underappreciated and it's just crazy to make it's like you know they you know the production that they give you know especially when you need it the most you know it's like that's when it only gets acknowledged you know but throughout then it's before then it's like they don't acknowledge it at all and these guys should be getting paid for what they're able to do not saying they should you know go out and ask for, for lucrative contracts but you know contracts that are well deserved you know deserving of the production that they are putting on the field, you know, so that makes me think, you know, the Giants and Saquon Barkley, Saquon is an amazing back, and, you know, uh, they paid Daniel Jones before him, you know, so that, I know he's probably feeling a type of way about that, you know, uh, I mean, who wouldn't, you know, because Daniel is not, you know, some world-class quarterback, uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens there, so he's, that's just some news right there, Jimmy Graham also returning to football, signing a one-year deal with the New Orleans Saints, so he's coming out of retirement to play football again, so I haven't seen that name, heard that name in a while. Jimmy Graham, last I saw, he was playing for um, with the Bears, so uh, but now he's coming back playing football again for uh, his, his um, to the team that drafted him, which was the New Orleans Saints, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but that pretty much wraps us up for the podcast today, guys. Thank you for joining in, watching, listening, whatever, however you were uh, getting today's action in. So, uh, again, check us out here on YouTube on the channel. Please subscribe to the channel. Leave your thoughts, your comments there in the comment section. Let me know what you think about this video. Are the Seahawks going to win the NFC West this year? Can they Can they even win the NFC? Who knows? Let me know what you think. And also, uh, follow us on Spotify and all the podcast platforms. We're there. If you want the audio version, again, I'm your host, Jay. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Jay's Fifth Down. We will see you guys next time on the podcast.